0: So welcome to the Fantasy Book of the Month podcast, a podcast where some selection of people talk about books. Sometimes. Uh, Yeah, I'm Peter Schaefer, and uh, that's me. And I'm here with Rachel.
1: Oh, I'm very hungry.
0: (laughs) Very hungry Rachel um, and Katie.
1: That's me. I just ate popcorn.
0: So she's less hungry. (laughs) And uh, uh, every, every month we talk about some sort of theme related to the books that we're reading. And this, this month's theme is uh, indigenous authors. I don't know that we are the right people to talk about it for a very long time. So I think, I mean, if anything else pops up, it pops up. But I think to start, we really just want to say, read more indigenous authors. Read more mon- minority authors. Read more... Disadvantaged authors get those viewpoints in sci fi and fantasy and everything else, right? Right, people?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure almost everybody had to read a Sherman Alexi book at one point, right? No? No? Just me? Okay. Well, I I had to read. You might
0: have missed me at some point or somehow. Okay.
1: Well, I had to read two separate books for two separate English classes in college. And that was, like, oh. my first foray into indigenous authors, and he is very, very open about it. But otherwise, it's very hard to, like, find someone specifically indigenous, because you get... I, I was complaining about this earlier. You can get Rebecca Roanhorse, Ja, Rachel, what was his name? Uh, Stephen Graham Jones. Stephen Graham Jones, who writes horror... Or Darcy, little badger, but she like just started cropping up, and that's that's pretty much it for fantasy.
0: Now I'm, yeah, I'm I'm worried that that only in, well that only reveals to our listeners how little we searched.
1: Um, uh, I tried. I searched. I went okay. to. I think we should maybe
2: we should clarify. These are the ones that piqued your interest.
1: Okay. Yes, because I do not like futurism, which ah. every article on the internet was like, "Oh, here's futurism, and it's and blah."
0: Okay, you so fantasy you.
1: Fantasy. I
0: see. So you were you were cutting out a, a block of the authors that you could find, making yeah, making, which I would an think already were small more, crew even smaller.
1: Yeah, yeah, but I would classify them more on the the sci-fi front. Got it. Yeah. Because there is no point
2: of reading diversely if you don't like or not gonna like the book that you're going to read.
0: Right. If you're not gonna like it, no matter what.
2: Yeah, it's like if I read an indigenous author, but it's a romance book. Bleh.
0: It's it's yeah, that's the wrong. You're the wrong audience for that author, or yeah. at least that book by that author.
2: Well, it's setting itself up for failure.
0: Yes, you're setting yourself up for failure.
2: Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so I wanted to clarify that. Yes, yeah, good for sure. good
1: point. Because I was just on a roll, complaining.
2: Like, um, the Re- Re- Rebecca Roanhorse's other series uh, that starts with the Trail of Lightning, I'm probably not going to read, but it, uh, other people would find it interesting because it's a dystopian kind of urban fantasy, and that's type that's not my jam th- these days.
0: Sure.
1: Because you're living it.
2: <laughs> I don't need that reminder right now. Thank you. <laughs> Uh, yeah,
1: uh,
0: this is a fantasy podcast, not a realistic bring you down podcast, Katie.
1: Sorry, let me just talk about the unicorns in my backyard. Then
0: that's right, the dystopian unicorns.
1: Yeah. They have knives stuck to their horns. They they're ready to shiv anybody who comes too close. Watch out for them.
2: Yeah. I am sure there's many other this uh, uh indigenous authors that we missed because we're when we're all specifically looking for our personal interests in books.
0: Yep, probably. And in fact, we'd love to hear some more recommendations.
1: Yes, so, I went to Twitter listener. and I sent the call out, and the one recommendation that I got was Rebecca Roanhorse.
0: Which, and I even like yeah,
1: which yes, you know. But I was looking for a little more, N- not the same book you guys read.
0: <laughs> <laughs> That's Spoilers. true. That's true. Um, so, if you, dear listener, have uh, more Indigenous author recommendations, and please do, uh, then please email us at too many thoughts media at gmail dot com. Is that correct? Did I get that right? I
2: don't, Sounds right. Do you think any of us are admin here? No.
0: I don't know what's going on. All I know is that I always turn to Nick for the email address because I don't remember it. But we'll see if I remembered it or if Um, those emails go nowhere. Take your chances, listener.
1: Or Uh, go to our Discord and yell at us for poor representation or something.
0: There's a Too Many Thoughts Media Discord.
1: Yes. Um, uh,
2: Also, I just remembered there is a uh, native... uh, booktuber called a2brody on youtube
1: oh that's
0: cool
2: i just remembered they existed lovely what are you currently reading
0: what am i currently reading i'm reading a book called oh man let me remember the titles um someone else talk while i remember the titles
2: uh, i am currently reading uh of kings and killers by will white and the gilded ones by naimi forma naimi forma sorry nice i tried Um, very hard
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's okay and everyone who listens by now should know that you're also dyslexic so (laughs) (laughs) um i'm currently reading the second book in the cousins o'dwyer trilogy by oh my fucking god (laughs)
2: Can uh, no one remember anything. Nora today.
1: Roberts. I figured it out. No it's Nora, Nora. Roberts, because I saw it was another witch book trilogy, and by her, and I was like, oh, I'll, I'll take a candy. I'm also in the process of listening to the second book in the trilogy of the Un or Chronicles of the Unhewn Throne. I think it's called.
0: Hmm. Never heard of it. Is that any good? You're on the second book, so
1: yeah, I'm enjoying it.
0: Tell me um, about it. Like, do I want to start it? Tell me that. Do I? Do I want to? Um, is it a
1: Peter and Rachel book? <laughs> it's kind of like Game of Thrones, but a That's lot less stuff. sex. Needless like, sex. So political
2: oh. fantasy. Yeah. By sex, do you mean sexual assault
1: or sex? Both. Okay.
0: That's a win. So what's the first book called?
1: The Emperor's Blades, and it's by Brian Staveley. Oh, I've Stavely. seen that around. Stavely. Yeah,
2: I've seen that around a lot. A lot. The cover's really cool.
0: Let me see. Let me summon the internet. Ooh, that is a cool cover.
1: <laughs> That's right, kids. Judge your books by covers. I do. No, it's a judge the
0: covers by the covers.
2: I mean, marketing people know that people are going to judge books by covers. That's why they make cool covers.
0: That's, That's true. Otherwise, point. what's the point? Yeah, but we see a lot of samey covers, and this one is, it's not, you know, stark, starkly different, but it is, like, it stands out a little bit, and I appreciate that.
1: I feel like it kind of has, like, a Kings of the Wild vibe.
0: Yeah, or, I could see that, which I need to find my copy of that and, and reread it.
2: Or or um, or or um, uh, The Wolf of Yarrow with that, like, painted vibe.
0: I don't know that one, but that's cool.
2: Oh, I do like the style.
0: It. I've been seeing it more in in book covers, and I and I'm happy with that.
2: Yeah, Peter, you should read it. I just purely because the series name is "The Chronicles of the Bitch Queen." Oh, you oh, were talking
0: yeah, about this before. That.
2: That's why it sounds familiar.
0: What yeah. was it? What was the first book called? The the, the what Wolf
2: now? of Oren Yaro. How do you spell O R E N Oh, that took a lot of brain power.
0: (laughs) I understand. Thank you for expending that. Oh, that is a good cover also. All right. All right. So now I have some books to order from my local uh, independent bookstore. Um, Peter, do
1: you need another book to order? Because I read Latsoe.
0: Latsaway?
1: Elatsaway.
0: Oh, are you talking about your book book now? (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That is a pretty good uh, uh, segue. As as long as you don't mind that it skips the books that I am currently reading in this in, <gasps> Sorry, in no, my no, life no, go now. Sorry, no, no, go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I want we I, I want us to acknowledge that that I'm not really worthy of anyone's time.
1: No, and, no, 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 Katie's no. Katie's making
0: think... that explicit, and no. I'm going to yes. cry. Do you want to hear me? I'm going to record myself crying, and we can just play that in a loop over the whole episode.
1: Good, and I want you to wipe your tears and send me the tissue. <laughs>
2: Katie, you gotta make him more
0: cookies. Oh, no, no. I, 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 I those are All great right. cookies. I'm anyway, gonna make you fat okay. eater. Oh, no. Oh, no. I'll just give you I'm cookies gonna... to my children. They can't gain fat somehow. Oh. I had that power until like three years ago. <laughs> I
2: gained
0: fat anyways. But now uh, I have to go to the gym and I have
1: to pay oh. for personal trainer. Gyms are done. I saw a cute thing. It was like, You gained the COVID-19, kind of like the freshman 15.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I heard that one. I called it the pandemic pounds, which I definitely gained.
2: I gained like 30 pounds. It was bad.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Yep. All right. But so back (laughs) to me. Um, Yeah,
1: that one guy who's like here for some reason.
0: Yes, it is I, that one guy here for some reason. Everyone listen to me now. All right. I'm reading two books. I'm reading Algorithms to Live By, subtitled The Computer Science of Human Decisions. Um, mostly it's talking about common like decisions that humans find difficult and um, the, the like mathematical analyses that say, you know, this is the behavior that you should exhibit that, that makes the most logical sense. Um, like, you know, how long should you spend looking for a parking place kind of thing?
1: Oh, interesting. How long should you spend looking for a parking space?
0: It it really depends on how how packed the space is. If you expect the space to be like 99% full, or the, the area that you're going to, you should start looking. You should accept the first space that you find that is within like 67 parking spaces of it, of your destination. Um, so that's like, you know, very
1: specific 67.
0: I think that was the number it was in the sixties. Um, and that, so if, if one out of a hundred spots are free, then, then, you know, take the first spot you see after like two or three blocks before two or when you two or three blocks yet to go to your destination. Um, I guess, depending on how long the block, how many spots per block, et cetera. Um, whereas if it's like, you know, 80%, occupied and 20% free, then it's just like 10 spots away or something like that. Um, Whereas if it's 99.9% occupied, then it's something like 350 spots away. Like, grab the first spot, because that'll be the best you'll get or something like that. Holy Um, shit. Or at least the best you're likely to get without wasting more time. Um, Anyway, that is the weird nonfiction book I'm reading. I'm also reading Shipbreaker by uh, Paolo Bassigalupi. I'm not entirely sure how to pronounce that uh, last name. Um, But uh, he's an author that I have enjoyed. Um, I didn't realize when I started it that it was a part of a trilogy, so I'm not as thrilled (laughs) as I thought about that. I was hoping for a one-and-done book, but... um, but it's about people in the you know near future uh, post ecological collapse and the the main character is working as as somebody you know breaking apart ships that have swamped up on shore for the valuable metals and and wires and things paolo bassigalupi again if that's how you pronounce his name uh might be better known for uh, The Wind-Up Girl, which was a, another post-ecological collapse kind of future sci-fiction. Uh, but really, really, sorry. And really, really good. Saying but really, really good makes it sound like Shipbreaker is not. And I'm enjoying it so far. But The Wind-Up Girl was great. Loved it. recommend it. I think I ran out of words.
2: Mm. Should we transition into
1: Elatsoe now?
0: Yes. Katie, tell me about a thing.
1: Well, once upon a time. Yeah? The end.
0: Oh, man. That story was devoid of content.
1: (laughs) All right. So I read Elatsoe by Darcy Little Badger.
0: How do you spell that?
1: E-L-A-T-S-O-E. And I know I'm pronouncing Preach. it correctly cuz I listened to the audiobook.
0: <laughs> Fantastic.
1: Um so it takes place in a world that's pretty much our own except that like magic and stuff are real is real. Um there's vampires, ghosts and river monsters. The fairy are a thing. Um with two e's or one e? I am unsure. Because you
0: listen to the audiobook.
1: Well with two
0: R's and then you use it to cross a river.
1: (laughs) no. But they did mention that the fair in fairy does not mean for everybody.
0: Which Uh, they're not fair. That's cool.
2: Yeah,
1: Yeah. I thought that was a cool line.
0: Yeah. So it's probably Um,
2: the more evil fairies.
1: Yeah. Um, so it's about a murder oh it's a bit of a young adult murder mystery because ellie as she is nicknamed um she can talk with the dead but not in the way that you'd think so apparently human ghosts are like super bad they are usually because they can understand that they're dead they're usually bitter and angry and can wreak a lot of havoc. Mm. But if you bring back, say, your pet dog named Kirby, then,
0: do.
1: <laughs> then that's totally fine. And oftentimes in the book, it like cuts off to a story about her sixth great grandmother, um, mm-hmm. who was also named Alatsoe, and she had like An army of ghost dogs that helped her defeat monsters and stuff, which was pretty fucking badass.
0: Yeah, I want that.
1: (laughs) But then, um, you know, and then it cuts back to today's times where, you know, she's just trying to solve the murder of her cousin because her ghost dog, like, freaked out. And last time he freaked out, her grandpa was in the hospital dying so, she knows something is up, and then they get a call that her cousin Trevor was in a car accident. But then that night, he, like, his spirit went to Ellie and was like, no, I was murdered. And my here is my murderer. His name is Dr. Allerton of Willoughby. And it's just like, you what? know, right away in the front, you we find out the murderer. So which, which is like... A super weird thing to do. Yeah. But it was also interesting because, you know, we have, you know, the murder, the mur- the blah, the murdered and the murderer. We just don't have the motive, the means, or the opportunity yet. We need to, you know, I, find that kind you, of stuff out.
0: You you have no way to prove it.
1: Yeah. It's like I guess trying you, to find the evidence.
0: I guess ghost uh uh
1: Testament. Testimony,
0: yeah, isn't isn't valid in a court of law.
1: No, it can be in this place in this oh, different world, but because she is not like a fancy medium or anything, who's like a know. registered, she's yeah, not official. yeah, because of that, and because she's family, they probably wouldn't have accepted it anyway. Makes um, sense. But they do include. Two other psychics who try to help solve the murder. So more psychic tree is involved. Psychic tree, is that a thing? It is today. Yep. Um, Psychiatry. No wait. Psych- no. <laughs> no, I don't think that's right. Um I one thing more medicine. What? Psychiatry requires more medicine. Yes. Mm,
0: yeah. yeah. Psychology it's- then.
1: Yes. I. D- you know, you know what? Let's just move on.
0: <laughs> move onology.
1: <laughs> yes, perfect. Um one of the super annoying things in this book was that Ellie and her best friend Jay they don't know a lot of stuff about each other. Even though they were born on the same day and they've been like BFFs since forever. Like he didn't even know that her full name was Elatsowe. He just assumed she was an Elizabeth or something. And and it's like they're at least sixteen. You'd think that would have come up at some point. Like I don't she know maybe
2: tr- she would have been in trouble in some point. Exactly!
1: I was just gonna say that. Like her mom would have come up and been like, Elasaway, you knock that shit off <laughs> But no, apparently not. And also, he's a vegetarian, but she doesn't even know that he doesn't like peas. You'd think she would know that. Anyway, okay. So that was my little Rant about it. Cool. Um, so it was a good book. Uh, kind of an upside down murder mystery. Um, yeah,
0: yeah, which is a really neat angle to take on it, it. Sounds like.
1: Yeah. Um. Also, it was kind of a one-off line, but Ellie is asexual and aromantic. Because. Um, that she representation. Was, yep, we've got the representation, and she's a Lippin Apache. I don't think I mentioned what uh, no, nation you didn't. she was from. I don't know. But she's now it's known. Yes, it is known. She is a Lippin Apache from. I'm not sure if they're from Texas or if they were just in Texas because that's where the cousin lived. Right. Because it was a little unclear about where it starts. But then they go to... To... By Willoughby. Yes. Yeah, so they're from the south. So there's a few... There's a few instances of y'all thrown about, which I adored.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Oh! There's also one character who... He's a vampire... uh, From Minnesota, who dresses like a 50s greaser...
0: Is that I, because he's been a vampire since the 50s?
1: I don't think so. Oh. I just, because he's in college and he's dating Jay's sister. And it was just like really weird. And he uses a lot of hair gel.
2: I, it, hmm. Is he just stuck as a college student from the 50s?
1: I don't, I, you know what? I don't think they really went into it. Now I'm, now I'm worried, not worried, wondering.
2: I mean, I'd be worried because he's also dating somebody's sister.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And you have that thing where lolly vampires.
0: Next topic.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes. Okay. So that was a lats away by Darcy little badger, uh, five out of five. Um, it gets five hippos from me and. Ooh. Yes. <laughs> That's
0: more than the usual number of hippos.
1: That is. It's a lot of hippos. So I yeah. hope you've got room, Darcy. They're coming at
0: you.
1: <laughs> All right. And you guys, you read the same book, right?
0: We did. We both went to Rebecca Roanhorse, uh, not literally, and read <laughs> Black Sun, uh, yep. which I enjoyed a great deal. And uh, Rachel...
2: Uh, it was okay. I had some issues with the world building for the context of the conflict. I didn't feel like I had enough to care about either side.
0: Hmm. Interesting. Uh, so the the world is a very like...
2: It's pre-Columbian.
0: Uh, yeah, pre-Columbian, like Mesoamerican setting. Um,
2: we follow you know, the politri- political intrigue of the sun priests in the holy city of Tova, while a young, uh, blind, scarred... Uh, uh, I can't read my own writing. Uh, named a, Serpio.
0: A, yes, a a, a a blind and scarred uh, kind of monk-seeming oh. person uh, is traveling towards the city of Tova um, and sure traveling... You... What's that?
2: I... Graphic uh ritual child abuse in the very first, mm.
0: yeah,
1: is it necessary to the book, or could we just like skip that chapter? It's kind of
0: one hundred percent integral,
1: Uh oh, yeah, okay, of course it is, all right, all right,
0: I mean, Otherwise, it, you know, at least at least it's integral and not like something they just included for gits and shiggles, yeah,
2: yeah. but it's very graphic. And the first yes, and child abuse. I would I I don't know if it's a clarify. Should I kind of classify it as abuse?
0: I mean, like it's really hard to say. Basically, as we learn in the first chapter, that uh, uh, it's
2: okay. I would say it is abuse because the child doesn't have can't give consent. Even they can't
0: they can't really give an informed consent because they're not really old enough to think through the consequences. The mother had this child and raised them for the purpose of this and, and like told them like the child knew, but you know, were they 10 at the time? 12, I think. 12. Like, but how well does a 12 year old understand, um, you know, really understand what it means that they're about to be blinded
2: and scarred
0: and scarred. Yes. And, you know, carved with a whole bunch of, of, Bloody scar marks that will mark them for life, but but also blinded. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so fucked up. It, yeah, it, it, is, is, it is, and it's is, supposed to be.
2: It's ritualistic and traditional, but it is child abuse because the child can't give informed consent. Also, power dynamics because the person performing ritual is
0: parents, is their mother, and yeah, and it's very no, but like the book does not does not paint it ignorantly as um obviously good or or anything like the we that is that is a the very first beginning and we cut quickly to like the present day where that person is it's 10 years later i think, um, I, think so. I, I, don't know. I think it's so. 10 years later and uh and so the person is a young in his young 20s and um like has has accepted all of this and like bought into that this is what is real or necessary or or the way things are supposed to be and the book never to me it never felt like the book said from an like an authorial stance that yes this is obviously good i feel like we're supposed to be questioning the mother's behavior the whole time
2: i don't know Um, i just wanted to put a contact warning because it is the first page
0: no, no, that's that's a really good thought. I'm glad you did that. Um, but I also want it known like, that the book, I feel like, handles it as something that is problematic rather than just containing a problem but not really acknowledging it.
2: Yeah. Uh, uh, I will say the weak points of the books with the conflict at the end because I feel like it just happened.
0: Hmm... I don't and, know. Like I, I feel like it had been building up a lot. Like I appreciated that um, the book does. Like it is part of a planned, I think, trilogy. Yes. Um, and and so it only it ends on only a like kind of it only kind of cinches off the story. If you know what I mean. Yeah. That's
1: um, a, I, that's for me personally, well, like I there's wanted... a lot. There's a lot of loose ends that can mm-hmm. be cleaned up.
0: Kind of. That's the thing. Like. I often get upset with books that don't tie up enough at the end of the book. Like if the book's not finished, don't finish the book. Um, but in this case, like while, while the, the story is clearly not done, the book cinched off enough of the story and like feel like it felt like it brought enough of the loose ends together into a, a like a, into a d- confined space. If that metaphor is correct, sufficient um that I felt satisfied anyway and I really enjoyed the journey there. So I wasn't upset with the book for not being you know a complete tale. Yeah there is um,
2: a lot of foreshadowing for the end. I just didn't care for either side mm, really.
0: That's, like, yeah the... that's that's too bad. I I liked I liked the the Sun Priest main character that we that we had. Um yeah. And and I liked the uh, the sea captain character that we had, and and though I think we got a little bit less into his head, I liked the you know the blind Serapio. Um,
2: okay, I'm not expressing this whole. The bigger picture, not the character individual characters.
0: Well, it's, sorry, I understand. Sorry, I flowed into talking about the characters because the the main the first character I brought up, the sun priest, is integrally tied into one of yeah. the factions. And so, I, yeah, yeah,
2: it, I didn't care about their story, uh, her story, until much later.
0: Mm, I felt, yeah, that that bad. would help.
2: Yeah, because I felt very bored while reading uh, that point of view.
0: I see. No, I, I, I enjoyed that point of view, um, and uh, so I think that probably tied me more into the, the you know, caring about the conflict that was rising or growing or growing more tense or whatever you want to call it inside the holy city um
2: okay i would like to explain like i wanted more context of why these sides are hating each other other than
0: oh man i you know i didn't feel like it needed a lot more context because it was like they got old beef with each other yo it's
1: uh uh we're like that we're cool
0: (laughs) I'm neither of those things for <laughs> damn sure. But, uh, but that's, that's it. Like, you know, old, old bad blood is one of like, feels like a really genuine reason for, for two groups to be at, at loggerheads.
2: Eh, I just didn't. It was. That's fair.
0: That's fair. It didn't grab you. The thing that, that I found least attractive about the book, uh, or perhaps most disruptive about the reading, I still very much enjoyed the book and do recommend it. But the yeah, thing I that re- I,
2: I recommend it. I'm just causing discourse.
0: <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. By all means, provoke speech. Um, the thing that I found most disruptive about reading it was the the chapters all came with a header of uh, uh, what yeah, what day happening. it was. You know how long it was until. Yeah until a a certain date that we were counting down toward. And um, like the first chapter is, you know, 10 years before. And the next one is like two years or something like that, or one week, or I don't remember. And the next one is one week. I don't know. Something like that or 20. Thank you. Um, But it's, so it's always, Oh no, no, no. And the, like maybe the second chapter was like the day of, or the day before. And then the third chapter was 20 days before. and, and, while after that initial hop back and forth, it um, mostly stayed you know, in the internal chronology, moving towards the, 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 the crisis date in question, it still occasionally hopped forward, like a couple days or back a couple days or something. I think it was designed to make sure that we got to visit each of the main characters regularly and have each of their stories progress an amount that made sense for for narrative timing and narrative pacing but it also for me like i find those headers whether it's you know year 2378 ad month july 75th um and then the next chapter is like two weeks later or whatever. I find those always very hard to track. Um, um, yeah, and, so, and so I found it you know, the same, diff- similarly difficult here.
2: Yeah. I tend to ignore most headers.
0: Yeah. yeah <laughs> I often don't, make I it often don't <laughs> note them well.
2: Yeah. And also epitaphs because most of the time I'm like, uh, I don't really care because <laughs> I just want to get into the story. Sure. Uh, um, also, I tend to forget the header but mid-chapter.
0: <laughs> no, ab- absolutely. That's why That's why I always find those little headers that are dates or whatever um, troublesome because they, they impart from the author's point of view, they give you an important bit of information to help you understand the context and from my point of view I forget them in 10 seconds and then I'm reading and then I'm like wait, when is what? I have to flip back two, three pages and be like, what day was this? now I it seems did. important and that's super annoying this book obviously from my perspective like was worth it anyway but but like that, that was a weakness of it
2: yeah uh tch, tch, tch. uh that's all my cons for it really i, I really enjoyed it i especially enjoyed Zelia, the the sea captain
0: uh, uh... Shiala probably, maybe ziala, depending on how you pronounce it. If you're using like old Mesoamerican pronunciation, it's probably a soft X for sh like Shiala. Um
2: Yeah. I can't pronounce English words, so
0: <laughs> Yeah, no worries. I just I spent a little bit of time learning old Nahuatl pronunciations um for an old research project. So
2: and uh his point of views? Um, I really enjoyed that. I didn't enjoy the sun priest enough a lot because it was kind of boring for a bit, and I didn't and didn't enjoy the sun priest until at least halfway through the book.
0: Huh. And, like what changed? If you can say without being spoilery, what changed that um, made her enjoyable?
2: She stood up for herself.
0: Ah, uh, yes.
2: I have a problem with like people I perceive as weak, kind of as point of view, because I don't like being in their heads.
0: Yeah. Okay.
2: It's a it's a me problem, but
0: yeah, no, I get it.
2: If you have a trait, if the character has a trait that I particularly hate, like um, like never taking, like oh, uh, causing problems, a uh, demona basically causing problems, but <laughs> is leaving others from your problems. Yeah, that's a and particularly if it's in first person, I will hate that character.
0: That's unfortunate. <laughs> now I didn't feel like this character was.
2: I'm, I those their their own problems. Own problems.
0: No, I know. I thought so. I just, I wanted that clear to the listener.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah. So particularly if the book is in first person, I um there, this provokes the problem of like, if it is a book bad, if a character is unlikable, I would say depends on the person because if it affects your enjoyment of the book, then it, it, you, it can, you can give a book a lower rating for an I like character. <laughs> Yeah, like well, yeah.
0: But having an unlikable or a, a character that is hard to like as your main character is a is a particular trick to pull off, and you know, good on those who do it.
2: Yeah, particularly if the book's in first person.
0: Yes. Uh, yeah.
2: So uh, anyway, that's yeah, my thoughts. I would definitely yeah. recommend it because it has cool world building and characters. Uh, again, I just wanted more background information. Uh, so, the end would be more more impactful for me, I guess That's yeah not- i uh,
0: I agree that it, I enjoyed it very much. Um, I was thought it was really cool to see the uh, Mesoamerican uh, cultures it, it was not literally those cultures, but it was you know to to see inspiration taken from those cultures uh, for a an original fantasy world um the author clearly knows her stuff uh i enjoyed the characters and i thought they had a lot of really good just like real kind of genuine doubts and fears and and likes and dislikes and happinesses and i found that really compelling so anyway go read this book or i'll get mad
2: i got got one more thing i got one more thing yeah yeah. uh for for the R slash fantasy bingo squares this would fit for revenge in hard mode where revenge is central to the plot uh, and trans and
1: non-binary characters in but not for hard mode. Ah. Ooh, good good one. Um uh, A would work for um well personally the new to you author for me. Um, the mystery plot uh, debut author because this was her first book. And forest setting, probably not hard mode. I don't know. I don't pay attention to that part. Uh, yeah. The All end. Right.
0: <laughs> the end. Everyone, turn off your podcast now. No, now. We've now.
2: Sh- hey, we have got to shill. Do you want to, do oh. you want to shill things?
0: I really yeah, like- actually very much do right now. Yes. But I'll go last. Um, Katie, who are you and where can people find things that are you?
1: I'm Peter Schaefer. You can find me on PH. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm not Peter. <laughs> I oh, <can't>
0: man. <laughs> I, I believe it. Um,
1: yeah, I'm Katie. Voice? Um, I'm Katie. You can find me on Twitter at Shimmy books where I tweet if I remember, if I remember, I have it. Um, you can also find me da da da, da at griff on uh blah, blah blah words are hard. Griffinsroostbt.com where I have my bookstore, you guys. You can also support on Librio.fm. .fm. Yes, I've got a link on my website. Um if you do libro.com or li- oh, libro.fm um and I also have a coupon code for 15% off your order if you use launch15.
0: Nice. Yeah. Hey and guys, that'll be going he's a bookstore.
1: I am a bookstore.
0: I wish my mom was a bookstore. Griffin's I'm lucky. lucky.
1: <laughs> yeah, I named my bookstore after my kid.
0: Yeah, that's pretty cool.
1: He's so cute. Um, okay. Anyway, Rachel okay.
2: And I'm Rachel. You can find me at Argent Rave. Hey, guess what? Hunger Kitchen actually has a new episode up.
0: Yay! Yay. I has don't believe night- you.
2: Yeah. You can watch Peter talk about Booter's Hold, and we can have an adventure on Europa.
0: And I do. Excuse I do me, excuse me. Talk about Booter's Hole. What?
2: Booter's Hole? Yeah. Watch the Yeah, I gotta watch the episode.
0: It sounds very mysterious and enigmatic, and you're going to have to listen to the episode to find out why we talk so much about Booter's Hole.
2: We also may, have, may or may not have made Alien Jesus. Oh my!
0: Spoiler: We make Alien Jesus.
2: <laughs> uh, yep. Yeah, listen, you can listen to Booter's Hole uh, on any podcast uh, on your favorite podcast apps for Homebrew Kitchen. Peter, go show your thing.
0: But if you but if you use if you, if you listen to it on an Apple product, I'll be very disappointed.
2: Apple sucks.
0: That's right.
2: I don't actually have an idea. So does
0: everything it. else out there. So like whatever. <laughs> um, I'm Peter Schaefer. Go
1: to our website.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I'm Peter Schaefer, and you can find me on Twitter at Shoeless Pete. And you can go right now to ShoelessPeteGames.com and order my new freshly printed role-playing game The Well about people who live underground in a, in a city where they've fled from the surface long, long ago and now they have to fight their undead ancestors that have risen above them as they move further down uh, and you know, explore abandoned cities and look for lost treasures and die, probably. Maybe. Um, yeah, you never know um
1: it's super fun
0: it's it is thank you katie it's super fun and i made it and the book looks amazing i just brought home the first copies yesterday i'm just super happy with it and i could honestly keep saying words similar to these for the next 10 minutes so i'm just gonna shut up that's at sh- shoelesspete on twitter and ShoelessPeteGames.com. go go do that thing make me make me feel alive
2: oh also don't forget to yell at us at uh too many thoughts media dot gmail dot com uh, at gmail.com uh
0: that's right uh and if you go to too many thoughts media.com you can find uh, links to the too many thoughts media discord where you can find our channels as well Uh, anything else my wonderful peoples
2: yep Uh, all
0: right then yes Mm. i was just gonna say Mm. also
2: if you want more recommendations from an actual indigenous person you can go to uh, a2brody on the youtubes
0: that sounds great yes thank you and all right well then we're done here everyone listen to our words and think they're great Uh, tell your friends leave a review uh, on whatever review service you use because That's apparently important for us to ask. And thank you. Until next time, please keep reading.